So I start the class with the, the JFK movie. And, and, and the first thing I ask them to write about is the controversy surrounding the movie and the validity and the validity of the critics' attacks on Oliver. Uh, and some of my best students over the years have criticized Oliver and defended his critics. Uh, and, and that's fine with me. And I just want them to be able to think independently, come up with the evidence, come up with strong uh, arguments for what, what, which, what they believe on that. Although the overwhelming majority of my students do think that Oliver is certainly on the right track when it comes to the assassination. Do you mind if I hop in with some students' perspective real quick, Peter? Sure, please. It was actually, uh, Oliver actually said in, in the video, we're, we're kind of recapping that you you were the one who made him into a, a true historian and that uh, with making Untold History with you, he kind of finally graduated from college with a, with a history degree, which I thought was nice. But I mean, so I, I took... Uh, untold history for the first time. I think I took it. I took it twice for credit, and then probably sat on it, sat in on it like once, one more time, just for the hell of it. Uh, uh, in 2015, right? So I was in the po- we were kind of in the post Oliver Stone era, where people know who he is. They might have seen Platoon and know about JFK, but he doesn't have the same like cultural celebrity clout that he did in the 90s, obviously. And when we we still open with JFK. Um, at that point, we had untold history to, to intersperse as well. But when we started with JFK, I understood very quickly why Oliver Stone was not like the this prestigious figure uh, he once was and that uh, the kind of ignorance surrounding him and his his lack of relevancy to the youth, even though he was still trying desperately to to connect with them, was very much intentional. Um, and it, I think in our class in the number of times that I've, I've took it, uh, JFK is always the most controversial. I think that that makes a lot of sense. But uh, for us, maybe this has changed from students in the 90s, but Natural Born Killers was surprisingly a pretty controversial one. People thought it was kind of grotesque and obscene and just violence for violence sake. And they didn't really understand the whole backdrop of like the, the panic around violence in, in the 90s. Uh, and like, you know, psychopathy and things like that. But um, definitely... Uh, that class was not, you know, designed to indoctrinate anyone or turn them all into people, drones upholding uh, Oliver Stone thought, but rather to make us into critical thinkers. And Peter is still like one of the only, just one of two professors in my time at American University that actually uh, factored culture and and film and music into classes right alongside uh, important historical texts. And we got to understand history as, as a living thing that is, that is crafted and constantly affected by us small people every day and kind of not just as black and white pictures or words on a page that exist in the past that we can't really connect with. Yeah, well, um, one, of my, one of my big concerns is why people, how people know what they know and how they think they know what they know and why they know so little history. Haley knows that in one time I did an anonymous survey with my undergraduates. And these kids are all A students in high school, and they come to American University. Uh, and I anonymous survey, and I asked them, how many Americans died in World War II? And the median answer I got was 90,000, which means they were only off by, you know, 300,000. So they're slightly in the ballpark. 
And I asked him, how many Soviets died in World War II? The median answer I got was 100,000, so which means they were only off by 27 million, which means they have no idea what World War II was about, what the Cold War was about, what's going on in Ukraine now. I mean, if people don't understand history and they can't begin to understand who they are, how they got to be here, how our world got to be here, why it's so dangerous right now, you know, uh, and why the, the P5 nations this week had to issue a statement disavowing nuclear war, uh, which seems the most obvious thing in the world. You know, wh why we're in such a precarious moment right now, the most dangerous moment since the Cuban Missile Crisis in many ways. And, you know, but they students need a historical context in order to begin to understand that. So film is crucial to me. And in most of my classes, especially in my more advanced classes, I not only have the students read a book a week, I have them watch a movie outside of class each week as well, which I guess is a lot more demanding than most professors. But if they do the work, it's also much more rewarding. Yeah, it definitely is. It's a like multidisciplinary. It's, it's a holistic form of teaching to me. But I, I feel like a lot of people still fall into the trap where they see that a, that a class is oriented around films and they think, oh, it's going to be easy. You're just going to watch movies and talk about them. It's not. <laughs> Peter makes you do a shit ton of reading on top of it. Uh, you're basically watching either Untold History or some movie every week. You know, uh, not not so intensive on the writing, which we were all thankful for. But that's why I was trying to say earlier that Peter claims to have uh, you, that he used to be able to get through a syllabus uh, and, you know, <laughs> try to give him the benefit of the doubt there. But when I took the class in 2015, we had, you know, five more Oliver films than we did in, in 96. And uh, we had untold history and, and so much more to factor in. But it was really, it was really, really worth the time that we put into to watching all the movies. And actually, I ended up taking that class because I sat in on two friends of mine uh, the very last day. I think you showed a movie, probably the last episode of Untold History, and then they took the final. And I just sat in on them. I don't know why, but it was the best decision I ever made. I got to talking to Peter, and they were like, "You just, you have to take this class. You have, you've got to take this class." And it. When I took it, there was, you know, between 50 and 60 people, for, between 40 and 60, I'd say, who took it. Um, so it still was a, the biggest class I ever took, but not quite so uh, crazy on the attendance as it used to be. But um, it was it's now still about the same. They cap it now at 39. For some reason, they cap ah. either at 19 or 39. So the big classes are capped at 39. But then I had a waiting list of an, more than a dozen more who wanted to get in. So it's still yeah. in the same 50, 60 range. It would have been a miserable experience taking that as a large lecture and not getting the discussion because getting into the nitty-gritty nitty and, and debating all this stuff, it was probably the most illuminating part of the class for me and talking to the guests, and you just don't have time to do that when you have a big group. And the other most controversial movie, the other one that splits them, is Heaven and Earth. That was just an excerpt from the American Exception podcast. To hear the whole episode, as well as archived and new episodes, please subscribe to the American Exception podcast at Patreon. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to patreon.com slash American Exception. Subscribe and you can join us as we illuminate the dark side of the U.S. empire.